Hi, everybody. You're listening to the 49th episode of Hipster Baseball Podcast, HBP. I'm DeCarlo Callaway, alongside Dorian, and on today's podcast, we put your dukes up with some knuckleheads, grow out some peach fuzz, wonder what happened to Superman, take away the Mets' car keys, and join the Captain Hollywood Project in Philadelphia. We'd like to begin this episode like we do all our previous episodes by showcasing what it is that we are drinking while we are recording this beautiful podcast of ours. And currently, I am drinking some homemade green juice made from fresh mint, kale, cucumbers, apples, ginger, celery, and fresh squeezed lemon and orange juice. Of course, there's also some water in it to give it some more growth. And it is really delicious and helping to clear my insides. And now I'm passing to my man Dorian to see what he's drinking and what tales that he can enlighten us with behind his drink. So what's going on, Dorian? Carlo, you're, you're making me look bad. You've been drinking very healthy this week and last week. I forget. I think you had tea. Uh, you had Arizona iced tea, so yeah, I really not wouldn't. That healthy, not that's not that healthy, but still. <laughs> but anyways, I'm happy for you, uh, your juice maker at home, and your intestines for making that delicious homemade green juice. But I, on the other hand, I'm sticking to what I know, which is supporting American jobs, American breweries, and I have in my hand something called Lucky 25, American Brown from Trapezium, Trapezium Brewing Company in Petersburg, Virginia. Petersburg, Virginia is uh, just outside of uh, Richmond, the, the, the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Cheers to healthy green smoothie stuff. This brown sugar ale is going to go down really well. And today I want to talk quickly about the Petersburg Goobers. The what? No one uses that word anymore. The Petersburg Goobers were a minor league team that played in Petersburg from 1885 all the way to 1954, which is 70, 80 years ago. So they have been around for a while. But hats off to the Goobers because they had a Hall of Famer play for them as a young man, someone by the name of Sam Rice. He played for them during World War I. Well, America had to enter the World War I. Sam Rice played for them in 1914 to 1915, and he later played for the Washington Senators, who are now... Where did where, who are the Washington Senators? I, I should know this, but um, the Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Twins, exactly. So, Sam Rice, Minnesota Twins, Petersburg. And for those of you who don't know, a goober is someone who's naive, someone who's ignorant, someone who's a fool. And I was thinking to Carlo, there's a lot of insults that as we're, when we're growing up that we don't use anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Why? Why do words go out of fashion? Much like clothes music some some of these some some insults some childish insults should be timeless what were some of your favorite gooberish insults <laughs> you know what it's funny when you think when you speak of that it's kind of i can't really remember much um i mean because i i, I think most of the insults were stuff that gets you canceled now um, so I Suck can't MCs really... will call me not will call me sire. I forget the, the line from LL Cool J. Suck uh, MCs. No, that was about... Run DMC. Oh, okay. Everyone, everyone. No, it's still queens. LL Cool J is rock the bells. Is LL Cool J as hot as hell? Battle anybody? I don't give. No, I don't. Something tell rock the whatever. I can't remember. I don't give two he double hockey sticks. No, no one uses that anymore. As well, he double hockey sticks. No, or ignoramus um what other one would be knucklehead knucklehead oh doofus Doofus is a good one Um, what a doofus that's a very 80s very 80s movie 
Yeah, the, 80s, like like the Outsiders or like Fast Times or Ridgemont High type of thing. Um, what I like it. Look at that. Look, you're such a show off. You're such a... <laughs> or for girls, like you're a valley girl. You know what I mean? Like that because the girls in uh, Pasadena or like the valley in California yeah. it would be like the mall going crazy girls. So um, not crazy. Girls, sorry, ladies. I, I still say that sometimes. Actually. You do? You're well, old. Because you have to find ways to be able, like, when, you know, as when you're in the classroom to find ways when kids are messing with you, because they'll tell you some mean stuff. So you have to be able to say stuff that, you know, is saying what you want to say without being mean. And plus, when you go use old school stuff, they don't know what it is. So, you know. I'm going to share the last one with you. You sorry. He's sorry. Like, I, I don't hear anybody say that anymore. No, they do in New York. They do? Now, when I was a kid, it was uh, people said that all the time, but now nobody says it anymore. So imagine if the Petersburg team was called the Petersburg Jive Turkeys, the Petersburg Cads, the Petersburg Knuckleheads, the Petersburg Petersburg Punks, which was a a derogatory term. Um, You know, anyways, I'm not going to go into what a punk is, but I want to thank this delicious beer made by who is this uh, trapezium brewing company because they're always looking to explore america one brewery at a time and ladies and gentlemen help us explore what you like to drink by sending us a picture of what you like to drink our twitter handle is at hbp 4040 and when you send a picture use the hashtag hbp drink and as we were talking about old school insults no one uses anymore no one under the age of, I don't know, 50 uses mustaches anymore. And for Ooh, some reason, well, mustache. Okay. Yeah. Beards a lot more than mustaches. Beards. But I'm talking, I'm not talking about facial hair. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about mustaches. And <laughs> last week I was watching, who was it? The, oh, I was watching the Chicago White Sox uh, against the Chicago Cubs. And there's this random Chicago Cub player, third baseman, Patrick Wisdom, by the way, people, there is no reason to watch any Cubs game. I was watching it because the White Sox played them. The Cubs are in fourth place. They're not going anywhere. They traded away half the team. But anyways, Patrick Wisdom's a third baseman. He had played with the Cardinals, with the Texas Rangers. This year, he's having a good year. He's hit 25 home runs. And my favorite stat, on base percentage, 319. Not bad, especially because he has 25 home runs. So, DiCarlo, on his birthday, on his 30th birthday, on the 27th of August, like I said, the Cubs were playing the Chicago White Sox. He hit two home runs in that game. And the first home run he, he hit was in the first inning. So he hit it. He was excited. And as soon as he dropped his bat, he turned to the Cubs dugout and he put his index finger over, <laughs> over his mustache because apparently he had just, he hadn't just grown it out, but he, I guess, shaved everything else just to have the mustache. <laughs> And it was a bomb. I mean, he hit he hit it four hundred and forty eight feet. And like I said later in the game, they also he also hit another home run. The very next day, on the twenty eighth of August, he hit two more home runs against the the White Sox. And so he had a, he had a big birthday blowout bash with his new mustache. And you're and you're thinking, okay, I, I see what a, I I have a mustache in mind, but what does it look like? Well, you're going to have to go online and look up uh, Patrick Wisdom and his new mustache. But those longtime listeners will remember back in episode 11, we talked about this Guatemalan outfielder who was playing in the Nicaraguan Winter Leagues. Uh, what's his name? Juan Monte. Juan Montes. He had a Dick Dastardly 
mustache and and for all of those who don't know who Dick Dastardly is, is an old character from Hanna Barbera cartoons. And if you Google, or if you watch an episode on YouTube, you will get. And wasn't he the one who always chased like Penelope Pitstop and stuff like that? I'm not gonna remember. Correctly. Yeah, it, it was yeah. him and the and the little dog. Who yeah, were always, and the dog always laughing. The like, mutt. <laughs> the mutt. Yeah, the mutt. Yeah. So as yeah, so as you're practicing your old school insults, watch Hanna Barbera's Saturday morning cartoon i don't know dick dastardly's in it and he has a tremendous thin mustache that has curls at the end i don't know if i just, just said that so patrick wisdom he has a very good mustache but he doesn't have the curls yet because i guess he hasn't been uh, growing out long enough nor is he using wax so i dick dastardly dick dastardly patrick wisdom looks like a liar skinned dick dastardly <laughs> so happy birthday to patrick wisdom who turned 30 on the 27th of august so Carlo, do you have any thoughts on Mr. Wisdom's power surge on his birthday weekend? I'm gonna probably think he might have the 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 Samson, you know, the, the Samson effect because it's like in the old in like hand. in the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For those who you know are Bible readers, um, but yeah, man, maybe it's just a certain. Maybe it's in his hair, the the facial hair, because maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's a facial hair. We maybe need to ask him what type of beard oil that he might be using or to help stimulate that mustache growth. I, I can give him some some uh, pointers for that. But the another person who I, I don't know why, again, all these mustaches are coming in and it, it, hopefully Patrick Wisdom gets a bunch of money in the offseason if he's a free agent. I'm not sure. The next person, another, another mustache has stood out. I first saw back on the 27th, no, the 29th of June, when the New York Yankees, the second place New York Yankees in the American League East, holla just rushing. One. Huh? I said holla for that one. Just kind of sidebar. Isn't it interesting how the Yankees are struggling and then after the All-Star break, they've just kicked it in. And I think it's been the pressure of having young kids come up playing, not really having anything to lose. But, you know, yeah, so the, place, the, a big one. Thank you. The, yeah, the Yankees are just rushing towards the playoffs. They're going to make it. I don't think they have enough time to track down the, the Tampa Bay Rays, but they're, they're definitely going to be in the wild card. But anyways, their pitcher, a young man by the name of, and I'm emphasizing young, Nestor Cortez Jr. He was born in Cuba. He grew up in Hialeah, Florida. Those of you who know South Florida, Miami, know that Hialeah is a special place. It's a special place within Miami. <laughs> A lot of special people come from Hialeah. His nickname is Hialeah Kid, which I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, you, why don't want to just say, why isn't your nickname Dale, like Pitbull, who's also from Hialeah, Florida? Who knows? Anyways, this guy, he's a likable guy. He's a young guy. He's from Hialeah. And he was, DiCarlo, he was drafted by the New York Yankees in the 36th round back in 2013. People, they don't have 36 rounds anymore. <laughs> I think now Major League Baseball, I think, has 10 or 12 rounds. They don't have 36 rounds. So he had previously been with the Baltimore Orioles, the Yankees, the Seattle Mariners. Now he's back with the Yankees. And the reason Nestor Cortez stood out for me was because I was watching that game back on the 29th of June against the Angels because I was watching Shohei Otani, the all-world pitcher slugger for the Angels, Sure enough, this random dude, this reliever comes in the middle of the game. I think he pitched like an inning. I, I, DiCarlo, I did a double take. I was like, I thought if the Yankees are bringing this old fart in, the Yankees are in trouble. Cause I'm like, why are they having the, this some old 45 year? I thought it was like Frank Viola from like the New York Mets in the 1980s. Genuinely, I was like, 
I couldn't believe that they got this guy because his mustache is crazy. It's kind of like the top of an M and he has like just the littlest of gaps above his lip. <laughs> but the man, the man looks like 15 or he looks 45. <laughs> but he is not a 45 year old man. He is a 26 year old young man. And he, as the Carlos said, the Yankees have been doing, they've had, they have the best record since the all-star break. One of the reasons is Nestor Cortez, because the, as usual, the Yankees go through their annual injury extravaganza and they haven't had any pitchers healthy. And Nestor Cortez has had nine starts since the all-star break. And he's really helped out that the uh, that rotation. He has a he he varies his arm angle delivery. So he's he's not coming at you at the same time for every single pitch. He's having a good year. His ERA is under three. And what I loved about this, Carlo, is two weeks ago in the middle of like in the middle of August, the Yankees pitchers made a T-shirt with Nestor Cortez in. It was awesome. He looks like Super Mario and he's throwing a fireball. And then, uh, you know, like, you know, where they had the Nintendo with a little what is it? The uh, the oval, the little member, the, the yeah. little. So instead of having Nintendo there, they just put uh, nasty. Mm. It was so awesome. It's, it was one of those bonding things that these teams do. So people watch when you watch the New York Yankees hope that Nestor Cortez is either starting or he's coming out of the bench, coming out of the bench, excuse me, coming out of the bullpen because his, his mustache is a delight and he's having a good year. So he's not, he's not out there getting rocked or anything like that. And, and we're not getting any money for this, but you can actually go online and order that same t-shirt that the Yankees were wearing <laughs> With the, the Super Mario, Nestor Cortez Jr. as Super Mario. And lastly, because we, we want to give love to the former Washington Senators, current Minnesota Twins, the last place Minnesota Twins in the American League Central. They are not good. The, their pitcher, Randy Dobnik, also 26 years old. We're having a pattern here, DiCarlo. I think it's these young mid-20s to late-20s who are... Full of testosterone? Sure, sure, but they're probably hearkening to their grandpappy's grandparents, great grandparents' days with mustaches. Mm. But he's I, again. I, I didn't want to do this segment about facial hair. I didn't want to do about goatees. But he has a little bit of a goatee. He has a very bushy mustache and a little bit of goatee, and he wears eyeglasses to pitch. He just looks dirty. What do you What do you think of uh, Nestor Cortez or Mister uh, Dobnik? I think Mr. Dobnik's mustache is very similar to uh, old great Goose Gossage, rich Goose Gossages. His oh, that's mustache, a good. You know, it's like one. it's like the mustache. I think people who don't really know who Goose Gossage is, I would say your biggest your reference is think of the dad from um, Orange County Choppers. If you watch like TLC. You know, that is like, such a great reference. No, it's like it goes down. It's just like one of those you find like, all right, this dude should be watching. Like, no offense, are not like those. Somebody you be like, all right, I'll see him at a NASCAR event, not at a baseball <laughs> type of thing. But he has that type of mustache. But I think it's cool, man. I mean, I like when people do outside the box, and especially when it comes to say mustaches in baseball. Uh, what is it Nestor uh, Cortez? Cortez. You know, weirdly, his kind of looks as though he is like, uh, like a peep. Like I could see him on the street with a trench coat. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like one of those people you see in the street, you're like, eh, he probably has somebody tied up in his face. But <laughs> he doesn't be, but as far as we know, he's easy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. A allegedly, allegedly, not, not even allegedly. We're not, no. you're not insisting that he does, but it's just saying it has that look. But I would say, like, when we talk about mustaches in baseball, and you know that, you know, they stand out to you. Who would you say possibly has the, like, historically, like all time mustaches in Major League Baseball? We're, we're not thinking, we're thinking about the modern game, say, like, 1930s up because if we look at the game in like the 19th century everybody probably had a handlebar mustache crazy mustaches like weird stuff because i was just the style but like who would you say is like best mustaches my friend i'm a big proponent of men facial hair and by the way people uh i love the reference to the 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 chopper guy but goose uh but goose was uh a pitcher for the new york yankees yeah. Back like in the what seventies, eighties, seventies, the late seventies. He yeah. was on the. He was like, it's funny because most baseball experts would attribute him to being one of the first closers because he had like he amassed the most like the most saves in that era. Because remember, the closing position wasn't something that was really normal in baseball. Yeah. he was like the one who kind of like made it for his own. But yeah, he played for the A's. He, he played for a lot of teams, but most people... Padres, like the San Diego Padres. Yeah. When, when I think of mustaches, obviously you think of Raleigh Finger, the mm-hmm. reliever of those tremendous Oakland athletics of the early 1970s when they won three consecutive uh, World Series. Yeah. But I'm going to go a little... I'm going to throw you a curveball. I'm going to throw you a little Nestor different arm angle here by saying two, just two guys. Eddie Murray, oh, the yeah, tremendous yeah. ball player for the Baltimore Orioles. And for, the tremendously always angry man. Like, seriously, he was, like, a synonymous angry man when it came to baseball. Like, you could never, like, do an interview with him. He hated the media. He just always looked mad. I think they hardly have, like, one video of him smiling. I think that's when he, like, hit his 500 career home run. I, my second one, also different arm, different Nestor Cortez Jr. arm angle, pitcher Dennis Martinez of the Baltimore Orioles and Montreal Expos. Why? And the Cleveland Indians. And the Cleveland Indians and the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he had like a perfect mustache. He didn't do anything crazy. He trimmed it perfectly. There was, he always had that mustache. When the Orioles, when he was with the, with the Baltimore Orioles, like in the early 80s, he had a mustache that came just below his lips. But then when he went with the Expos, it was like, it was like textbook. Like this is what, how a man's facial hair mustache should look like. It's, it's awesome. So that th- those are my two, Dennis Martinez and Eddie Murray. What about yours? Oh, you already said Goose. Well, no, Goose Gossage won. Dennis Eckersley is another one. Like the former pitcher for the Oakland Athletics, the great, one of the great yep. closers of all time. Yep. It seems like closers had like really good mustaches at this point or pitchers. Um, who else was really um, – yeah, I would say those are probably the best ones that I could think of. If anyone else comes to mind, I'll probably mention it. But those two really stuck out the most to me. You, going back to Nestor Cortez Jr., my friend, and I'm I am holding you as the spo- official spokesperson for the New York Yankees. I'm genuinely surprised that the New York Yankees have allowed Nestor Cortez Jr. to have a have a mustache because those of you who may not know that the Yankees have had like a a hundred year ban on any facial hair. Yeah, there was only few exceptions with Goose Gossage, and well, they could have mustache. They couldn't have. Big facial hair because you had Don Matt, Don, your boy yeah. Don Mattingly, he had a mustache, but it couldn't extend to beards or goatees. So Steinbrenner was very okay, much 
Yeah, because Steinbrenner was like big military type, like, oh, you should be clean cut, da 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 da. And so, you know, it was like mustache, it was very much measured. So even like Cortez's, it fits still that that mold. Yeah. But um, but now they let them have longer hair on the team. Before that was a no go. I remember when, Jer- when Jason Diami came to the Yankees, that was like one of the big things. He had to cut his hair, his mustache because. Like, what is this? What am I back in uh, private school? Come on, man, get out of here, freaking uh, Steinbrenner. Also- no i don't like it because you know why you're what are the what are some things that separate a man from a woman facial hair strength height uh the voices it's like what what, you want the new york yankees to look like a bunch of girls come on man no they don't though i mean come on if you think about even military service most of the time you have to be shaved my friends we're talking about hey but that's the that was the mentality it was the military type of mentality he looked about sports yeah, even in sports, but still, like, I mean, I'm not advocating. I'm, I'm all about individual. No, no, no. You are the official sports person for New York Yankees on HBP. Yeah. You, you speak for them. Yeah. And that's why I'm not against <laughs> like it. I mean, it's better. At least there was one team that looked like clean professionals as a bunch of like, like, if you think of the Oakland A's back in the early 2000s, they just looked like a bunch of headbangers. Man. Or the, the, the Boston Red Sox when they won the, what is it, the 2013 World Series? Mm. Do you remember that when Johnny Damon? Oh, remember Johnny Damon looked like Captain Caveman back when they won in 2004? Okay, no, I'm thinking like with the Red Sox, like back then, his big beard and then his he kind of looked like a mix of Quagmire. Who, oh, that's exactly who he looked like Quagmire from uh, Family Guy. And it was an episode when they got trapped, like lost on on an island. And okay. that's who, like, Johnny Damon looks like. It just came to my mind just thinking about that. But even he, when he came to the Yankees, adhered to the, the, the no-beard rule, too. But, by the way, uh, the HBP bullpen research assistant just sent me a note. It's the the 2013 Boston Red Sox that won the World Series. All of those dudes had beards. Mm. And they, they had they had specially made T-shirts of, it's like, uh, like what do I want to say? Not a facade, but, like, the just – the shadows of each of the each of the bearded players and so you could yeah the silhouette so you could actually see who it was based on their their facial hair Mm -hmm. so again i'm not a fan of the red sox but i thought it was pretty cool that that team was like completely bearded and um they let it out so closing out mr dopnik the minnesota twins pitcher he's been injured most of the year he's he has battled blistered fingers he had a strained tendon in his middle finger so Fingers are very important when you're a pitcher. So he's been on the 60-day uh, injured list. So uh, And he hasn't had a good year. His ERA, again, Cortez's ERA is under three. Dobnek's ERA is 7.8, 7.83. And the Minnesota Twins manager, uh, Rocco Baldelli, said, quote, just letting him get out there and reestablish himself is all we really want end quote to carlo what he's saying is we have no pitchers we literally want anybody to go out there even if he's coming back from the il and he's and he's supposed to pitch i think in the next week or so (laughs) the the twins need help people they're in last place they're not going anywhere Mm. so sometimes other people thought they were going to go places and then they end up home yeah like like our next subject cam newton like for one, I have to say this has been a dramatic fall from grace for Holmes, man. Because 
Wait, we t- tell, back- us, tell us who Cam Newton is because we're talking about baseball and we're going to move on to something else. Yeah, so for everybody else who knows sports like American football and those for our international fans, Cam Newton was the 2015 MVP of the NFL project, like one of the top players for a lot for, for the last couple of years. But since 2019, and even after his, uh, his win of the MVP, you started to notice a decline in his game. But in 2019, he had a really serious foot injury, limited him only two games. And um, unfortunately, he's not really, you know, it's been some time. I mean, 2019 is not so long ago, but unfortunately, he's more recognizable for all of his outfits because he has this tendency to dress. I mean, I'll give him that. He's very bespoke in his dress. Oh, yeah. But he's also for it. Yeah, he does have a lot of money. Under Armour is paying him some good endorsement deals. So is Gatorade. But I don't really like you don't really see him being paraded much because, you know, he really hasn't been playing the game as much that well. And um, he recently was released from the New England Patriots, which for many last season, they thought that this was a perfect landing spot for him because he's coming in playing with a, uh, one of the great coaches, playing under one of the great coaches in Bill Belichick. Coming into a team that just left Tom, like just lost Tom Brady, he lo- left after free agency, but he couldn't really deliver. And some of the things that is being discussed, why not only was the playing of Mac Jones, who's a rookie who came out of University of Alabama, is really shown during the preseason, but there was a lot of uh, a lot of issues, especially when it came to COVID. So for those who don't know, recently the NFL has mandated that. Um, you know, players either need to have the COVID vaccine or they're going to be tested like weekly. But Cam Newton was one of these, when asked about it, he goes into, oh, that's a personal, too personal of an issue to discuss. And mind you, he had COVID last season, which put him out for a large portion too. And so when after, like, because with there, there's also in terms of how um, medical appointments are set up, how the, the, the players would be, interacting with one another so just to kind of give you an idea so for those who are unvaccinated there's a five-day process to rejoin the team and so that leads people to think that he's still unvaccinated because after his medical appointments he did this but under nfl rules now unvaccinated players must be tested every day for the virus like previously it was going to be every week but it's every day as opposed to those who are vaccinated only have to get weekly testing and those who are unvaccinated can't move around with the team in the facilities or even mix with teammates as freely as vaccinated players. And with Newton at this point, while he was still on the Patriots, he was a captain of the team and the starting QB that puts everything in a precarious position because as a captain and as your starting QB, you need to interact with the team. You need to be able to be in those meetings to move around the facilities, to interact with your teammates on a more personal level than just say your second string uh, wide receiver. And so by this, you know, put the, put the Patriots in a precarious position. They didn't do overly that great last season. Newton has not really been consistent since he came back. And when you have a rookie who shows a lot of promise and then because they're a rookie, you can free up a lot of cap space by cutting somebody like Newton, who's going to command a lot more money. It was a business decision at the end of the day, but it also probably was a playing decision. Um, and we'll see where he ends up. Like granted, one of, still one of the most talented players, and it's a shame that his career has just taken such a turn. But it's you know there's rumors that the Houston Texans might be 
you know, after his services because they have to deal with their own situation with Deshaun Watson, who has had multiple rape allegations that have been going on. And, you know, so, yeah, well, it's been interesting to see what happens to Cam Newton in his next coming weeks. I, I'm, I'm as surprised as everyone else for Cam Newton, the Heisman Trophy winner in college football back in 2011, I think it was, 2010. I believe so. The, he won the national championship. And, yeah, he's been injured. He, But the fact that the New England Patriots released him, it, they don't save that much money because they actually only guaranteed $3.5 million. And I say only because <laughs> I would love to be guaranteed $3.5 million, and I'm not. But anyways, with incentives, he had the chance to, I think, earn, I think, $13 million. But anyways, I I, I know you, I know you've heard about I know you heard about this, Carlo, because you had mentioned this about the way he's more famous now for the way he dresses. And on Black Twitter, remember like three or four years ago, they they had that there was like this thing about Cam Newton dressing like your aunt. Yes, yes, yes. Because he definitely does. Between him and Russell Westbrook, they've been known to be wearing some really outlandish, like you know, Russell Westbrook from the NBA, right? Yeah, yeah he wears yeah, some NBA really player. interesting stuff. And then the face expressions he does, he definitely looks like somebody's auntie. Because Cam Newton wears these outrageous hats, and like you know, he spends hundreds of probably a thousand dollars on each yeah. hat, and, and then there's this the made too. Oh, of course. And then he has this one famous one where he has like a silk scarf over his head. Do you know the, you know the one I'm yeah, talking about? And his hair popping out, yeah, looking like he's wearing a doobie. It's a damn shame. I mean, so, I'm all about men being able to be fashionable, and if you yeah. know, we all have element of femininity within us just like women have an element of masculinity but sometimes people be doing like i mean i don't really care but yeah he's looking too much like my aunt (laughs) we maybe we're gonna bring cam newton back on a future segment of the style and a profile (laughs) no that's true he probably he will at some point or no we need to we need to bring him back on on this for specifically breaking down his outfits yeah, that's true. Well, you know what? We'll probably get a lot of it because if he's not playing, you know, front and center, he might be on the bench dressing nicely. So. Yeah, and like you had said, the the football team, Houston Texans, probably are going to trade Deshaun Watson. I, again, we have to let the the, the law go. We have to let the courts uh, go through their processes. All, I also heard that Cam Newton might might sign with the Dallas Cowboys. To back up, but that's funny because he wouldn't even do a backup thing prior, like in Carolina before they like traded it or released him, whatever the case may be. That was one of the biggest things is that he would like he was adamant on not being a backup, even though he was injured or couldn't play. Uh, You know, it's it'll be interesting. I I think somebody like him, it will take a lot more to be humble before he will sit back and say that he's going to be somebody's backup. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's I, I wouldn't be surprised because if you get if you get cut on the eve of the start on the start of the NFL season, that's a that's a cold water in your face moment there, my friend. It is. But at the same time, for some, you know, some people who have extreme uh, egos, such as somebody like Cam Newton, which I, I think mean, he's it's been... safe to say he has a very healthy, magnanimous ego that that might still be difficult for him. You know what I mean? I mean, sometimes it really takes a lot in order for somebody who was once the MVP of the league to sit back and say to themselves, okay, you know, I'm going to 
I'll be a backup to Dak Shepard. You know, you know what? What's his name? Dak something. I don't remember. Dax Prescott. Yeah, Dax Pre- Dax Shepard is a comedian. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Dax Prescott. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I hope but he signs again, with the Cowboys. If, but th- but then again, if he is one of those people who welcomes, or maybe thinks that having that challenge or you know that competition is going to drive him, then we'll see. Who knows? We'll see. You know, I'm not going to – no, I, I take back that. I hope he signs with the Cowboys. I hope he signs with who he wants to, just not with the Houston Texans, because their executive vice president, Jack Easterby, is a very, very shady character. And you, and there are a lot of articles about out about this guy. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jack Easterby, the executive vice president of the Houston Texans, is somehow involved with all these allegations against Deshaun Watson as a Stockholm Syndrome issue of – basically keeping Watson on the team because they were adamant about not letting him go. And if you taint someone with all these, like this unbelievable amount of allegations, other teams don't want that type of person on their team. And the Miami dolphins actually earlier last week were in rumors about potentially trading for him. And the dolphins head coach, said something about, oh, we want people of high character here, which was his way of saying, you know, maybe we're not going to trade for him. So that's exactly what Jack Esterby, Easterby wants. But anyways, we'll see what happens with Mr. Newton and we'll see what city will welcome and uh, show off his awesome. What a show off. <laughs> so he can show off all of his awesome costumes that he got. Costumes, what am I talking about? His, um, his couture. Sure, his clothes. And he likes to look good. We like to look good. We want to make everything look good, my friend. And that brings us to our sponsors who want your gardens to look good. Garden World, your one-stop shop for all your gardening needs. So now that we're starting to exit the summer season and fall will be upon us, still time to really take care of your garden. So whether you need topsoil, some new plants, some mulch, or you want to get some seeds and try to plant some new things before the weather starts getting cold, Garden World is your stop to do that. Many locations throughout the tri-region tri Garden World provides you with all of your gardening you need. So whenever you need to make sure that your garden is tip-top in condition so that you can look at your neighbors and tell them to suck it, make sure you go to Garden World. Garden World. Off of Route 76 in Plainview, Massachusetts. Are you sure that last those last few lines were part of the copy? <laughs> no, not at all. I just kind of ripped okay. it, but whatever. Well, I ho- hopefully they don't they don't listen to the file. Oh, hopefully they do listen to the podcast and they don't. Hey, they're supposed to be paying us a check. They better be listening to this damn podcast. <laughs> oh. I, I I cheers to Garden World because my friend, you're right. I am gonna plant tulips that I bought from Garden World uh, in October next month, which is when you're supposed to, when you're supposed to plant tulips. So I'm very excited about that. Thank you, Garden World. And uh, that brings us to another thing, because somebody probably should be planted, but, you know, a way as a way to be hidden. And this brings us to somebody else who needs to grow a beard and go into hiding. And so this just came off of the HPP wire not too long ago. That, again, our favorite, uh, our other second child uh, team of New York, the New York Mets, have had another incident and situation, this one involving their acting GM, Zach Scott, he was reportedly arrested for DUI outside of New York City in a town called White Plains. 
And this is another incidence of where the Mets front office, the person that was in the front office, has been caught with their pants down, metaphorically speaking, in a way that has exposed the team some some pretty, uh, let's say, the not not the type of publicity you want, especially after having a takeover with a new owner. It just seems like there's a lot of messed up culture that has still hung around once the well ponds are gone. So, you know, it's interesting to see what happens as a result of this, you know, because, uh, you know, Uncle Stevie has been pretty, pretty quick to, to the gun when it comes to cutting off the limbs. As he should. As he should, especially because this is, a you know, at the end of the day, it's a business. And for him being a businessman, he's thinking about the product, not so much so the sentiment behind it. But when you have uh, individuals within your front office who consistently have keep giving the organization a black eye you got to really start asking yourselves like all right is, this is a this is definitely a systemic issue within the organization so where are we going to find the cancer to cut it out so i think he should go into hiding especially until his court date comes up i was at 233 and white plains me and my boys we saw you riding the train i saw you falling asleep in your 2018 toyota you were with jack and scott <laughs> That, that's my butchered song from one of my favorite songs. Uh, in essence, you'll never find another love like mine. The beginning, the beginning lyrics of that is I was at 233rd and White Plains where Jack, Jack, uh, Jake Scott was, uh, was it Jake, Jack? Jack Zach, Scott. Zach, Zach, Zach. Zach. No, it's Jack. No, it's Zach. It's Jack Scott. Yes, sir. Jack Scott. Zach Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, you, some you dude names. Go, I just said Zach. It's Jack. No, Zach. Jack. Zach. 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 I, bl- Zach. I blame this American brown ale that I'm drinking or whatever. Anyways, Mr. Scott was fa- found asleep in his 2018 Toyota. I don't know. SUV, Corolla, Tercel. I don't freaking know. But um, it's again, when you're saying that, DeCarlo, it reminds me of my unfavorite manager, Tony LaRussa, oh, Chicago White Sox manager. People, Mr. Scott. You have, I don't know what your income, I don't know where your salary is. I don't need to know, but I'm sure you could afford a black car or a driver for the night. If you're going to go to some event, have yourself some drinks, have fun, get, take the bus home, take the subway home, get, have someone drop you off who lives like in your neighborhood, or if not, hire somebody to take care of you. Bleepy, bleepy, take care of you. But I think it's also a generational thing too, because you have people who he's 44 years old yeah okay yeah all right sorry we're not talking about someone we're not talking about someone who but i think i think it's probably in the oh let me just fall asleep in the back seat of my car or even like it's just like come on man even if you're sleeping in your ride you go to the back seat the 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 thing is for those to Carlo, for those of us, for those of you, for those of us of a legal mind, his issue was, and you know what, hat, you know, what, honestly, hats off to Scott, Mr. Scott, Zach Scott, not driving, even though he was arrested for drinking and driving, he actually wasn't driving. His issue was in most states in the United States, if you fall asleep in the wheel of your car, and <laughs> if you fall asleep in the driver's seat, and the key is in the ignition, that's considered, you can't do that. 
or even just in the driver's seat because it's the intent of driving. Correct. So if you need to sleep off drinking too much and you cannot afford a black car, you can't afford an Uber or Lyft, no one can drop you off. There's no bus or subway or, or Metro around you. You need to sleep in the back of your car and put your keys like under a mat. Therefore, as DeCarlo said, you have no intention of driving. You just need to sleep off the amount that you drank. Do not fall asleep in the driver's seat, which is what Zach Scott did. So I don't think that he, he wasn't pulled over drinking and driving. He was, some, I'm sure some policeman went by. He's like, what, you know, what, what's his car doing here? Mm. But again, it's, it's disappointing. That but if the you're Mets, the acting GM of the New York Mets, you can't get yeah. a damn Uber or a I'm Lyft. Sure he, yeah, I'm sure he could afford a $100 Uber somewhere or a Lyft or Maven or whatever other. just too drunk to think about it. Yeah, allegedly, you know, no offense, sorry, guy. Um, so no, no cease and desist, thank you. Anyway, but mm, yeah, the, the the Mets have had a very interesting. They've had an interesting season on the field and a very bad off season with all the people they've had to fire and get rid of. <laughs> oh goodness, the sexual harassment, the all the things that have been going through uh, this year. Yeah, has not been very York good with them. Metropolitans. Yeah, so. Going to hiding, homie. <laughs> you don't what? What? What did you say? I said go into hiding, homie. Yeah, go. Zach. Well, he's, yeah, yeah. Zach Scott. He has to go into hiding and don't drink and sleep in the driver's seat. You're you 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 are a rich enough man, Mister Scott, that you can afford a hundred fifty dollar Uber ride back to wherever you live in New York. Yeah. So we're we want to round off this episode with what Mr. Scott wishes he could do, which is disappear into thin air, like Harry Houdini, that great music, musician, <laughs> that great magician of the 20th century. Who am I nominating for Houdini Watch? There's that guy. Ooh. I'm nominating Matt Moore, who's a left-handed pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. I do want to point out that Matt Moore is from Fort Walton Beach, Florida. I've never been to Fort Walton Beach. But it's on the panhandle of Florida on the West Coast. And people, if you don't know, the West Coast of Florida has the most beautiful beaches in the continental United States. Continental United States, not more beautiful than the American Virgin Islands, not more beautiful than the Hawaii, not more beautiful than. Did you say the Hawaii? <laughs> Did I say the Hawaii? I don't know. Yeah, you meant to say the Hawaiian Islands. I, I'm saying whatever this sugar brown ale is telling me to say. But. Mm. Anyways, people, go visit the west coast of Florida. They have the most beautiful beaches. Naples, St. Pete, um, Destin. How about we wait for a while? Because Florida is a little... Go now, baby. Go now. Go now. That's what the governor speaking, says. Just go, baby. Speak, speaking from a Florida man. That's all I'm going to say. I was like, never take advice hey, hey, from hey, Florida hey, man. Hey. Don't call me Florida. I, am, hey, I don't man, have some crazy mustache. people to go to Florida right now is a Florida man move. I'm sorry. Uh, that's a place I'm avoiding because uh, the politics <laughs> is a little off and the uh, the, the, the COVID rate, the, Look, the ratio is a beautiful... of people in COVID, it's, it's, not, it's not really People, rough. Florida is a beautiful place. Now, why am I, why am I uh, nominating uh, Matt Moore as my Houdini watch? Because he used to pitch for me back in the, for me. No, he didn't pitch for me. Matt Moore used to pitch with the Tampa Bay Rays back from, 2011 until uh, 2016 and since then he's bounced around four different teams and now he's with the Phillies and so I saw him pitch twice against the Atlanta Braves back in May and sometime in June and I saw him and I'm like 
Matt Moore? I haven't heard about this guy in ages. I'm I'm happy for him that he's still he's still cashing them checks as Jalen Rose from uh, from ESPN former NBA player said. So he hasn't had a good year at all. The last time he pitched back on the 31st of 31st of August against the Washington Nationals, he pitched three and a third innings, gave up six hits, five runs, five walks. Yuck. Gross. Very bad. His ERA is 6.49. I mean, he's not having a good year. But I nominated Matt Moore because I knew that I could do my favorite activity here on HBP, which is karaoke, to Carlos' favorite thing. <laughs> it reminded me, Matt Moore, of the 1992 Eurodance hit song, More and More, by the German uh, band, whatever they're called, Captain Hollywood Project. Do you remember this song, DiCarlo? I do, unfortunately. I mean, more the beat was... And more and more I don't know where we're going to. More and more and more. Definitely like the, the prototypical Euro like dance music with the, 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 the playbook of the early 90s music video where you had a woman singing background and some like black dude singing like rapping and this guy's rap was just terrible by the way sorry but it's but, not rap it's euro dance and no but they the, would try to do it just like a black box and cnc music factory all right so they would have Good all bands. of that like and then you have say move at the top the trick yours i'm wacky d you know i could dance you know that type wacky of thing d- that's cb4 man now, exactly but they were taking that as the prototype yeah. exactly so it's it's the same thing but i i mean it is one of those songs that if you hear on the radio it, it's it's a tune it's, it's like an earworm you know what i mean like one of those things that you hear that yeah. you hate but then all of a sudden you always find yourself repeating it and singing it or humming it and you're like Damn it, I don't want to say this anymore, but it just, it just is there. Yeah, so that, that was a big song back in 1982. Actually, the black guy, as Carla called him, his name is actually Tony Dawson Harrison, and he was a captain in the United States Army stationed in Germany throughout the 80s. And he was always, like, dancing and singing. And so he when he exited, when he exited the, the, the military, he just decided to stay in Germany. And in 1990, he formed... Captain Hollywood Project, uh, and eventually he teams up with some lady named uh, Sharin. What is it, Sharin? Um, Sharin von Gehlen. Mm. I totally messed that up, but anyways, it's Sharin von Gehlen. Sharin von Gehlen. Sharin uh, is actually uh, like a Islamic, aka Sharin Amour. Amour, which mm. is uh, French for love, but Sharin is, I think it's Farsi or Arabic for like sweet for pleasant so pleasant love is what she called herself for her stage name so people you know exactly what i'm talking about more and more by captain hollywood project matt moore not from germany but from fort walton beach (laughs) so there you are my friend matt moore houdini watch you came out of nowhere because i can i'd completely forgotten about you so cheers to you my last bit of beer here mr matt moore and the awesome karaoke time of more and more and more. I don't know where we're going to. Bum, ba-dum, bum, bum, bum. That was totally messed up. Anyways, you know it's not messed up. How much we love our listeners and we love getting new listeners every single week. I want to give a shout out to a new listener to Carlo. 
in Cairo, Egypt. Um, I was totally going to say something in Arabic and I totally forgot. Oh, no. Yalla Habibi. Yalla Habibi. Thank you so much, Cairo, Egypt. And my friend, we have another new listener from Russia. But just like, was it last week or two episodes ago about the listener in the Islamic Republic of Iran? Mm -hmm. We have a new listener from the, Fed, the Russian, Fed, Russian Federation. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say what city it is because I don't know if Vladimir Putin, the president slash dictator of Russia, allows baseball or American or sports podcasts in Russia. So we don't want to blow up this person's, you know, listening. But thank you. Uh, to our Russian listener. Thank you. And that's and, it. So thank you. Yes, thank you. And thank you for all of our other listeners too. We'll always thank you for listening to our podcast because we're wrapping up right now. So remember, we're here to thank you, to listen, to talk, and to just go through the motions. And remember on this podcast, we talk about baseball drinks, 90 zero deaths, and everything else under the sun. Make sure if you're a first time listener, or even if you're a listener who's listened before, but hasn't done so, subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and rate us. It'll help us with our analytics. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at HBP4040 and send us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Our drinks will be in the show notes. If you are curious about the recipe for my, you know, nice, healthy green juice, which is no longer here, but my insides feel very clean. And for Dorian's beer, because of course we are always here to promote good microbrews made in the USA, providing what is it? What is it, Dorian? What are they providing? Good American jobs. Amen to that. America. Sure, <laughs> make sure you join us next time, everybody, for a brand new episode of HBP. It's your big fall podcast. <laughs> <laughs>